Welcome to episode 75 of the Movement and Mindfulness podcast. Today we're going to talk about what happens when your yoga practice, your movement mindfulness practice, starts to follow you off the mat and into the world. So stay tuned. Hi, and welcome to the Movement and Mindfulness podcast with me, Erica Webb of Erica Webb Yoga and Pilates. In this podcast, I, along with my guests, will explore what it means to move as an act of self-kindness and self-discovery. We'll look at the ways movement, mindset, and mindfulness support us to be and do the things we so desire in the world. I truly believe that movement has the ability to expand our capacity to show up for the things that are important to us. And I'm here to help you embrace the idea of movement as a powerful tool for wellness, rather than just another thing you think you should be doing. I'm thrilled you're here. Let's do this. So hey there and welcome. I'm Erica and as always, really thrilled to have you with me. Today, what I wanted to talk about was kind of just stems from an experience that I had last week. And I was sharing this with the members of my Mindful Movement Virtual Studio this week as well. And that was just, you know, one of those weeks that felt hard, I had a tough week. And we have these from time to time, right? We have days that feel hard. We have weeks that feel hard. You know, heck, we've had a 2020 that feels hard. And last week it was, you know, some of the stuff felt little, some of the stuff felt big, but the the outcome of it was that I just felt completely wrung out. I felt very um, disheveled and exhausted and kind of just all ruffled around the edges. And what it got me to thinking about was the ways in which our mindful movement practice, whether that be yoga or anything else, starts to follow us off our mat and into our lives. And I wanted to be, I guess, a little bit real about what that can look like, because I think that there might be a bit of a perception in the world that people who, you know, practice yoga, who teach yoga are always very Zen. And this might be true somewhere, but it's not true here. (laughs) So I just want to clear that up. Um, The reality is that, you know, when my feathers get ruffled in the way that they did last week, I am not a perfect example of cool, calm and collected. But what I want to talk about is the way that the curiosity and the kindness that we explore on the yoga mat can really kind of follow us off of it. Because I think that this is really important. One of the things that can happen in a movement practice, one of the things that can happen in life is that we set our standards so high to be a particular way. And when we don't meet that expectation, either in what we're able to do with our body or what we're able to do with our, you know, being in in certain circumstances, we perceive that as a failure. And we talk to ourselves in a way that is, you know, kind of punishing and unkind. And so perhaps, you know, we look around the room and we see everybody else doing a warrior two that doesn't look like ours because ours is a little bit different. Um, And we take that to be kind of like a personal failing. And the way that we talk to ourselves about that is really negative. And what I'm encouraging all of you to do is to look at yourself through really kind and compassionate eyes and recognize that it's through self-kindness that we really move towards what it is that we want in terms of how we feel, how we show up, how we respond and I think that this is the same thing when perhaps we don't respond or 
kind of show up in the ways that we want to. So as an example, so part of what happened last week in my life was tradesmen not showing up when they said they were going to. Um, I had my husband away for the week. Um, I had a child home sick. I had, you know, two kids that I had to take for COVID tests. It was just one of those weeks where it was like, really, you know, nothing on its own was terrible. And I mean, everybody was fine. Um, but it was just one of those weeks that really tested my patience. And I got upset, right? Like I got upset and I felt frustrated and I kind of could feel all the negative stuff coming up. The negative stuff about this shouldn't be happening. Why is this happening? Um, Getting mad at other people, getting mad at myself for having that reaction, getting frustrated at myself for kind of not having more empathy for other people, all of these things. And what I always try to do when I feel this happening, when I notice this happening is to take a step back and ask myself how I can meet myself where I'm at with kindness. Because whenever we meet ourselves with more push, more, you know, why couldn't you, why, why can't you be better? It doesn't move us towards the place where we want to be. That it is, it, that's been my experience anyway, is there is absolutely nothing about a self-shaming, self-punishing reaction that will help me to be the person that I want to be. Whereas when I can meet myself with kindness and be like, okay, yeah, this hasn't been an ideal scenario. A, the, the week hasn't been ideal. B, your reaction to it hasn't been ideal. But what is it that you need now to be met with with kindness? And that can, it just opens the door to what we actually need next. Because I think that when we are in this position where we just shame ourselves and guilt ourselves and punish ourselves into trying to be better, we end up further down the path of all of that sort of yucky sort of feeling and yucky stuff that we were resisting in the first place. Um, so what am I trying to say today? What I'm really trying to say is that this this practice, I guess, of, of moving mindfully and noticing ourselves in that process, asking ourselves, what does my body, what does my being need from me today to feel as though it's being treated with kindness? And that will change from day to day. But then allowing that practice that we take on the mat to follow us off of it too, so that when we're doing other things, like reacting to things that didn't go to plan, How can we take that same approach, that same kindness, that same compassion, that same curiosity and use those same ideas in a different way? And I really feel like this is where this can be a game changer. I mean, I'm a huge advocate of mindful movement for tension relief and for feeling well in our body and for creating so many more options for ourselves that we have the capacity to move in lots of different ways that feel good. So we feel more robust, we feel more resilient, but I also feel that the kind of more headspace mental side of things is hugely impacted by this approach as well. And that has a huge influence off of the mat. And I think that that same all of the same principles apply of, you know, just being curious, allowing yourself to, 
to notice what is true and giving yourself permission to be responsive with kindness, always through that lens of kindness, allowing yourself to step away from the shame, step away from the guilt that seems to be our default and move towards what is kind. And one of the things that I was sharing with my members actually this week was the fact that, you know, as humans, we are very much programmed to default to look towards the negative. And that's because from an evolutionary perspective, we're designed, you know, we're, our aim, our goal here is to survive. And so what is going to be a bigger threat to your survival, the good stuff or the negative stuff? the negative stuff, the stuff that can be perceived as a threat. And so when we're kind of finding ourselves going through a day or going through a week where things just seem to be going wrong and things just seem to be bad, um, part of that is because we're noticing it's kind of like that self-fulfilling prophecy sometimes of like we start to notice one thing and then the next thing and the next thing and we kind of, you know, we're sort of moving ourselves in that direction. But at the same time, there is this preference, I suppose, or this this default towards looking for threat. And so I think when we understand that, when we understand that it's actually very human to notice the bad stuff, because we're, we're just checking out, like, where do I need to be aware of threat so that I can deal with it? We, we recognize then that in order to shift our focus away from that threat, it has to be very conscious. We have to do that on purpose because if we allow the default setting to kind of just keep running, we'll just keep noticing the negative. We'll just keep spiraling. Whereas if we can be like, wow, yeah, okay, I can hear myself talking to myself in this way, but I know that this is something that I can choose not to do, then we can shift our attention to that kindness. We can make more kind choices in the way that we talk to ourselves, in the way that we respond. But we recognize that, yeah, it is going to require effort. It isn't our default. It isn't the thing that's going to come most naturally to us straight away. It gets easier with time for sure, but it isn't necessarily the go-to default of your brain. And I think that that just gives us permission to recognize our humanity, to recognize that this isn't something that makes us a good person or a bad person or, you know, terrible person or whatever, just makes us a person who has a human brain, who do, which, which does human things, and we get to choose what we're going to do with that. And I think the power lies in choosing from kindness, choosing from kindness that is very honest, that allows you to really look at what is true for you in any given moment and respond from there. So I hope that that is helpful. Um, I feel like I've rambled a little bit, as is my tendency. Um, but I really want to, you know, encourage you to take these same principles that we talk about playing with on the yoga mat and see what it's like to play with them off as well. This happens quite naturally over a period of time when we are working in a way that asks us to look with kindness, to be curious um, and, you know, all of those wonderful things that we can play with on the yoga mat and just, yeah, playing with what is it like to, to take them off and into the world and just sort of noticing that, really giving yourself permission to, you know, give yourself grace to be realistic about the fact that, you know, we are all human and, you know, nothing is, we, we don't make 
perfect decisions all the time. We don't have perfect responses. We don't always do exactly what we wish we had done or could have done. Um, And that's okay. But can we meet ourselves with kindness regardless? So that's it from me today. I hope you have a wonderful week. I'll talk to you again soon. Thanks so much for joining me for this episode of the Movement and Mindfulness podcast. I hope you loved it. And if you did, maybe share it with a friend who would love it too. And I'd also be so grateful if you'd take the time to subscribe, rate and review the show. It makes such a difference to get that feedback. And if you're over on social media, why not come and find me? You'll find me at Erica Web Yoga on both Instagram and Facebook. And over on my website, you'll find access to some free resources, including free classes that will help you to move well, feel well, and most importantly, move with kindness. Over there, you'll also find more information about joining me inside the Mindful Movement Virtual Studio, which is my home of kind movement, yoga, Pilates, and somatics to help you move well, feel well, and all with kindness. Until next time, I hope you're having a great day. I'll talk to you again soon. Thank you.